Bells, Bulls, it's Christmas picks. Uh, this is this week's pick, episode 28. I'm your host, Ryan, with my buddy Jason. We're putting on the holly jolly in your Christmas spirit. There's some movie picks, some cocktail picks today. Looking forward to what we've got to come along with the non-classic picks. I think we're going to talk about a few of the ones that may fly under your radar. Maybe a little bit less family-friendly Christmas movies, but still just as good to get that holiday spirit. Uh, get ready for laughs, drama, suspense as we dive into the world of all things St. Nick. Welcome to this week's Picks Christmas special episode. How you doing, Jason? All right, fantastic. Holidays cheered up and whatnot. Holidays cheered up and whatnot. Cool, cool. Uh, well, man, I'm excited. I know we talked a little bit before we started recording about this. Uh, not so much the most classic, all-around heavily watched films. And then we've got some Christmas cocktails we're bringing back to put the uh, the spirit in your spirit, if you will. So it's, it's funny. You started saying about, like, maybe not family-friendly, and it made me look at my list, and it's like, ooh, yeah, yeah that's a good point. We, we definitely don't have kids. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I don't... One of mine is family-friendly. Yeah, yeah. same. I, I bet man, we picked the same one. It's probably canceled these days for how it is. Um, but... <laughs> All right, well, let's get going. Let's get off this subject. All right, kick it off. Kick it off for us, man. Let's be holly jolly, motherfucker. Uh, Hand me the first pick, Jason. Okay, so if that's the vibe we're starting on, I'm going to start right into a uh, uh, holiday Christmas cocktail. So you're probably having a lot of parties and get-togethers. So what better way to lube up the entire affair with Mm a a Christmas punch? All right. So we're just going to make a punch. We're just going to make a whole big Christmas punch. We're going to put it out there and everyone can just consume at their leisure. Um, the nice thing about it, too, is you can kind of make most of it ahead of time. So if you got a party coming up, you know, 80% of the work can be done before the day. And there you go. So it's called a, what is it called? I don't know. Call it whatever you want. It's a Christmas punch. And it's going to be, we'll, we'll post the recipe somewhere on our socials or whatnot. Um, yeah. But basically, it's you're going to get like four cups of apple cider, a bottle of Prosecco, the quality depending on how much you care about your guest. A uh, can <laughs> of ginger beer, right? Okay. Uh, about a one and a half cups of cranberry juice, probably unsweetened, I would say, depending on how sweet you want this concoction. Right. I'm do one and a half cups of vodka. God, booze it up bless. there. <laughs> and Let's go. Uh, from, from there, it's just like some apple slices, some orange slices, some fresh cranberries, right? Oh yeah, That's the it. festive shit. Yeah. Yeah. So basically. Just to recap, we got apple cider, prosecco, ginger beer, ginger beer, cranberry juice, and vodka, and big Perfect. old helpings of all of it. So, Perfect, and that basically, if I remember good. right, you can make you can mix almost all of it together. Just hold the prosecco and ginger beer, right, and pour those yeah. in right before, right? yeah, and yeah, yeah, have all the slices in the fridge and mm-hmm. throw it in a bowl. Yeah, real easy to prep that. Real easy to make the day of too. So yep. the other slices beforehand and mix everything right there. I there think we go. made Take something it. similar last year. Yeah, excellent. 
Yeah, it's a very standard affair, right? Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing splashy, nothing interesting. Uh, well, different. Fancy, but different from, you know, if you don't want a, if you're like me, no lactose intolerant, can't have eggnog. Yeah, well, I'm not a big eggnog fan myself. Oh, there you go. You know? I think it's weird that people drink it. Yeah, we did find a place in town that's making goat's milk eggnog you can buy. And I was like, well, I'll try it. But, yeah, it's still weird. Um, hmm. All right. So that's uh, that's the start the holiday affair on a, start on a boozy the holiday note. Affair. All right. Well, cool, man. I like that. I like that. It sounds good. I'm sure as soon as my wife hears about this recipe, um, we'll be making that because we're in charge of appetizers and cocktails for her family get together. So that might be getting made. Um, there you but, go. Fun for the whole family. Fun for the whole family. Mine's her mom who drinks tequila. So we got to figure out something for her still. But yeah, you, you know, know. Yeah, just uh, that's cool. One of my one of my waiter recipes takes care of that. Takes care yeah. of that. Uh, takes care of that for her. So don't worry about that. Well, well just uh, to yeah. Oh, just to wrap up on the on the boozy note, you mm-hmm. know, because we talked about holiday games and whatnot. Have you ever heard of Snapdragon? I have not. Is it a game or a drink? Kind of both, but mostly a game. <laughs> okay. All right. I never heard of this. I was looking up Christmas, you know, friendly things to do for the, you know, the holidays. And I don't know if this qualifies, but I thought it was interesting. I guess it's an ancient Victorian game where you take a shallow bowl or like a cast iron or whatever, I don't know, something shallow, and you fill it. You put raisins on the bottom. You can do whatever, but traditionally it's raisins. And then you pour in brandy, traditionally. Light it on fire. And then take turns trying to scoop out the raisins and eat them. Wow. So there's a whole, like, history behind this with meanings and uh, (laughs) traditions. And there's, like, a a book or something that with, like, a chant about dragons and snapdragons that you are supposed to chant before and after or whatever. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's some videos of it on YouTube. You know, it's obviously you dim the lights and you see the blue flames of the brandy and the raisins. And uh, yeah, uh, I, we do not recommend this. this no, we, but you, you should you not do, do it, this. If you do it, you put it on TikTok, tag us. Yeah, at this but we didn't page. tell you to do it. No, we did <laughs> not tell you to do it. Disclaimer, don't. But if you do it and you make a video... Tag us on social media so we can fucking see it. Cause I, I don't trust myself and the family members around us to do this. But maybe our New Year's Day party will do something like that. Um, yeah. I mean, if you burn your your hand or your house down, don't call us. No. But no, we'd love to see no. the video. <laughs> we'd love to see the video. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's never heard of that. Kind of terrifying, kind of awesome sounding. So. Yeah, there's a few videos if you YouTube. Not many, but there's a couple. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I wonder why. Um, yeah, wow. All right. All right, cool, man. Well, I like that, too. Uh, I'm going to kick off a movie. I'm going to save my, my booze stuff to a little All right. later. But uh, I'm going to kick off a movie. It's a new one. Um, it's 2022. Um it's got David Harbour, uh, which is, you know. Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> things. Yeah, you know where I'm going. Let me cross this off my list. Hold on. Oh, yeah, here we go. I I enjoyed this film for what it is. I did not critique it with, you know, this over eye of like a Roger Ebert. But I talk about Violent Night that's out. You know, it just came out. It's streaming on like multiple things right now. I did not know if I was going to like this as much. I like David Harbour, of course, for Stranger Things fame, right? But. Uh, John Leguizamo, what's Christmas without Beverly D'Angelo, obviously. Um, but 
Real quick synopsis, as we know, uh, teams and mercs take a family hostage for their wealth and their vault and their mansion. Yeah, not a new story. Whatever. But however, there's a little girl who believes in Santa, somehow gets in contact with him, he's there to live in presence, and asks for his help. Now, tagline for this movie is like, Nick is no saint in this one. Alright, now you're thinking, I was thinking the same thing. Like, how are they going to explain that Santa can come in here and murk everybody? They do a really good job of it. There's a scene where, like, you know, he loses the coat and all that stuff, and there's just David Harbour has these tattoos, and it goes into kind of a backstory about who he was before becoming Saint Nick. Yeah, and I think they do an excellent job with that, giving you reasoning and understanding of like, okay, why well, is Saint Nick a badass? It's coming with candy canes, right? But yeah, uh, it's campy, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so over the top deaths, which is always a good time. Like, who doesn't love that? I mean, this is Christmas Expendables, right? Or, yeah. You know, yeah, because just. No one's dying peacefully and quietly. They're all dying in some grotesque over the top way. There's snowmobile action. There's everything. I mean, it's it's fun. Like I said, it's not perfect. It's not going to get a five star rating. I'm sure it's probably a rotten splat on rotten tomatoes. Oh, I think I gave it like three stars or something. But in a letterbox, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, that's about right. Two and a half, three stars. Yeah, it's fun. I'll watch it. It'd be regretfully when it comes on early in my holiday viewing. Probably. I thought it had a good flow to it. Some great comedic moments. Uh, like we said earlier in the intro, not a family-friendly film. Not really. <laughs> Maybe if you got 15-year-olds, 14-year-olds, but yeah, it, I'll leave that to you. I'm not going to try to tell you how to parent. You know what? I saw Terminator 2 when I was like eight years old, so what can I say? Um, That's just a cult classic. I mean. Yeah, it was like when the, and my friend's parents took us to it. So um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a the theater, so I'm dating myself there. I was like eight or nine. When I saw Twitter too in theaters. Um, but anyway, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think it's fun. Uh, I've always I watched it one, uh, just maybe three weeks ago for the first time. That's what made the list. Uh, just because that's one that people are like looking at the tag, the thumbnail or something on a streaming service, going, "The fuck is this?" You know, or whatever. But I'll keep it. I'll keep my approval for a holiday viewing. I mean, yeah, you know, it's something fun, new, right? Something new, yeah. It's a, you know, it's a fun take on the old, like, oh, Die Hard's a Christmas. We're watching Die Hard every Christmas. Yeah, right. Which I do, but. Oh, absolutely. And what's great about this year, I have a friend. I have two friends coming over next weekend who have never seen Die Hard. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so pumped. May as well just queue up the second one, too. They hate it. They just can't be friends with us anymore. I was going to say, that'll save your friendship, you know, less Christmas presents for the season. Yep, exactly, exactly. Less pains in our ass. All right. <laughs> oh man. Ah, right, what you got? Excellent pick. So, yeah. uh, I I also went a little off the cuff from your traditional holiday films. You know, okay. won't be any Die Hard recommendations today, even though I will be watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, won't won't be any discussion about Elf, even though it probably will be on in my home this year. However, uh, so let's start off with the first of a couple movie picks we have to talk about today. Uh, happiest season okay. so it came out uh three years ago it's 2020 um it's i guess it's kind of a rom-com all right I, you know more or less it's a, a gay couple going home for their uh or a young woman plans to propose to her girlfriend at their family's annual holiday party great and um but then she realizes that her partner hasn't even come out to her conservative parents oh no so a lot of drama and whatnot 
absolute stack cast. So the, um, the young couple, right, visiting their family is Kristen Stewart and Mackenzie Davis. Okay. Um, so great pairing. They're fantastic. Um, do an amazing job. But then also on behind them, you got Allison Brie, Aubrey Plaza, Dan oh Levy, God. who I love. Oh, God. Um, what's his name? I like his name. I think it's uh, like Victor Garber. He, you know, the guy from Alias and whatnot. And other stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, Mary Holland and, you know, other people, too. But those are the big names that I recognize. Um, and it's from directed by Clea Duvall. So she hasn't directed a lot, but you probably remember her a lot from her, her movies. She did. A, she was in like the faculty. She's all that. A lot of like late 90s films. Um, so she does a good job. And, you know, it's a great twist on the whole, like, going back to your family and, you know, yeah. you have your new family, but your old family is still there. Um, and, yeah, it's it's not going to win, like you said. I don't think we're recommending any five stars today, but it's a fun, different take on a Christmas film, you know? So if you got the queued up your your significant other and yeah, it sounds like settle a good in one. For, for date night, you know? Yeah, what's it streaming on? Do you know? Uh, let's see. Hulu. It looks like it's on Hulu right now. Okay. okay. So it's called Happiest Season. Um, check it out. Check it out. It's Go kind on. of a more serious rom-com, if I guess would be the term, with some family drama. Serious so rom-com with the family drama. What mm-hmm. else do we need on it, right? There you go. So you can splash it between the other crazy recommendations we're going <laughs> to make. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, I'm gonna back that up. I'll go with a, a, a soft one. I'm excited to look that one. Uh, you have to send me that one. It's on Hulu. Hey, yeah. I think we may watch that tonight. Hannah like that. Um, it's good. Well, cool. I'm gonna go with actually what would be Hannah's pick of a Christmas film. I never saw this until I was dating her. Uh, but it's a 1944 film. Okay. Meet me in St. Louis. Uh, Heard Judy of it, Gar- never seen it. Judy Garland and Mary Astor. Judy Garland, you know, back in the day, of course. Um, it's a Christmas classic, you know, kind of following that family around. Um, but, uh, um, you know, they're getting ready to move uh, to New York. They don't really want to. They have to say goodbye to everybody. But they're, they plan to, like, you know, meet back at the World's Fair in St. Louis in 1904. Um, this, the songs, of course, it's a musical, right? You right. Know, Judy Garland, her voice, you can't help it. But, uh, but it's, 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 I don't know, it's different than most. I think it's more somber, more art, you know, family, you know, emotional, that kind of stuff. Um, this is where we get Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas from. Um, hmm. And actually, though, the actual original lyrics in the movie are different than ours. Uh, ours, the new version that we all sing is it, they take away a darker uh, lyric and make it more joyful. Um, so, uh, it's it's interesting to hear Judy Garland sing that and how she sings in that film. Where instead of us being "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas," it's really slower, more somber, and it's it's oh, it's gut wrenching to hear. At first, I heard, I was like, "Wait, oh, this is a sad song about her not being able to make it to him, not being able mm. to make it home and be home." So, um, it's I think it's streaming on Apple right now. Um, I could be wrong about that. We'll look it up. Uh, but it's it's one of those that if you've never seen it, um, just put you in your feels, get you you know that make you th- hold you know think about your family, 
after getting ready to go home, uh, you know, and we don't always, family's always not always easy in the holidays, but this will make you think, okay, at least I can be there, right? But it's a beautiful film, how it's shot, you know, it's all hand-built sets, there's no CGI and all the flash in movies, you know, so it, it takes a little more concentration, it's a little slower, you know, it's not like bing, bang, boom, um, but Judy Garland gets you the holiday spirit, or you, yeah. you might be a Scrooge, you know? <laughs> I was talking about that with someone recently, that, like, a lot of people, at least in our generations and younger, like have a real hard time with older movies because they're just they're just slower, right? They're yeah. the storytelling slower, the pacing slower. They like explain like you know they don't leave as much to the imagine. Uh, they explain more like it's more. It's almost like they had to walk the audience through a movie. If that makes <laughs> sense, yeah, because um, they weren't as used yeah. to them. Um, so definitely a slower, almost all of them are from that era, just slower paced, which good or bad, but definitely a bit more of a, you got to focus on them, right? Yeah. Yeah. You got to focus on them and you got to appreciate for the, for the art, what it was, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's probably one of the first, you know, it's color, you know, there's, you know, it's, everything's brand new. Like filming, moving movies is very different back then. They basically took what was on the stage to film. Yeah. So very much that yeah. setting so but it's a beautiful it's a beautiful movie it's a great movie it's very much one of those that it's if it's cold and like you know get that cold morning the fireplace going a cup of coffee or so that holiday punch and you want to nestle in for something just absolutely solid do it cool yeah man so recommend. Right. well i'm gonna take things in a in a much raunchier note mm-hmm. and go with a uh, 2003's bad santa Yes. So you yes. got, if you haven't seen it, you know, it stars Billy Bob Thornton and also has Tony Cox, Bernie Mac, and uh, stars uh, Lauren Graham, you know, the from, uh, what was it? Gilmore Girls. Uh, Gilmore Girls, thank you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Billy Bob Thornton plays a miserable con man and uh, his partner, they pose as Santa and the little helper and then rob department stores on Christmas Eve. Uh, and then, you know, they befriend a little troubled kid and oh yeah the kid that movie is so and the kid's amazing right i think it's like brett Brett kelly i think um and yeah hilarity ensues and sadness ensues and some lessons are learned i suppose but it's just uh no not really (laughs) they did make a second one but the first one's uh, a little better and uh yeah i it's, it's you gotta like billy bob thornton being a scummy miserable person and if that sound and lauren graham playing like a horny oh yeah a completely other turn from um gilmore girls yeah lorelei yeah she's not playing lorelei at all not even close not even close and so if those two things sound interesting to you uh, with a little bit of bernie mac action sprinkled on top Yes. Then you'll enjoy this film. It is. I think you'll enjoy. It. If you wanted the anti anti Santa Claus movie, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's definitely not cheery. It's funny at times, raunchy. Mm-hmm. Definitely not mm-hmm. family friendly. No. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, streaming there on Paramount Plus, and uh, yeah, that's I on our to do list this year. Hannah's never seen it. Mm. Yeah. What do you so. think? Do you like? Uh, how do you feel about the second one? I don't think I've seen the second. Hmm. it's uh let's see it came out like wow i thought it for some reason i thought it came out sooner it did not come out until 2016 hmm. um, 
but the reviews are not nearly as good. I don't even remember it. It just kind of faded yeah. out of my memory as soon as I saw Was it. Was Billy Bob Thornton back in it? Uh, yeah, he's still mm. he's still in it. Um, the kid is back in it, although mm. he's you know older. like fifteen years older. Yeah, uh, right. they got Tony Cox back. He's great as mm. always. Um, I think they brought in Christina Hendricks for like the female, uh, you know, the mm. female role in it. So, and Kathy Bates I think is also in it. But yeah, the script just isn't as good. They just kind well, of phone yeah. it in. Yeah, yeah, they they so. try to make the cash cow. So yeah. not not the same, but and also <laughs> too when you do like a, a sequel, like twelve years later, I mean, that is a long time. You tend to lose some of the magic unless somebody special's at the helm. Yeah, you have to bring it back for the right reasons with exact, like you said, a good script, the right crew, and all that. So mm-hmm. that's tough. That is tough. Well, damn. Yeah. Well, I did enjoy the first one very much. Can recommend the first one because it did have that magic. What uh, we got next? Well, I'm going to go with also another anti-Christmas. Sure. Uh, but um, another, I, I'm going Christmas horror. Um, I'm going with 2015's Krampus. Okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I myself love the holiday or the, the effigy of Krampus. Uh, I think it's, it's awesome um, just for the fact that it's so anti this holiday. And in my ranking of the holiday, Christmas comes in like 12th. Uh, all the holidays in the year, but uh, directed by Michael Dougherty, starring Adam Scott and Tony Collette and a host of others. Uh, if you don't know what Krampus is, Krampus is an old German-Prussian legend or a Christmas tale of a demon that comes and takes away the naughty children before Christmas. Um, so instead of coal, they actually have come. He comes before Santa and takes them away. I think December seventh is Krampus night. Um, so if you get on Instagram right now and, and um, Google Krampus. You'll actually see the festivals and parades that happened in Austria and Germany like these last week. Um, so, not a family consumption movie, uh, but when you're tired of the animation, claymation, Disney bullshit, the holidays, and Die Hard isn't quite on the menu, how about a little occult Christmas, if you will? All right, there's <laughs> there's fun because more just Krampus comes out. He he brings like a little, I guess, army, if you will, with them, and there's some funny parts, um, like the gingerbread. Gingerbread kids are just yeah, that's awesome. Um again, kinda like Violent Night, don't take it too serious. I think Tony Collette and Adam Scott are fantastic. Uh Tony Collette's always been great, I think underrated. Um, but have fun with it. It's a holiday watch. It's one of my always holiday watches. I'm probably gonna watch it this weekend, because uh, Krampus Night just happened. Um but yeah, it's just a fun holiday to look into. Some people get really into it. And like I'm talking about these parades in Europe. These costumes are absolutely otherworldly. I'm t- I mean, it's tens of thousands of dollars in this parade per costume or something like that. So wow, uh, looks like a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, there's moving parts and the horns and the, the demons and stuff. But anyway, the movie's fantastic. Uh, I think they did a really good job with how they bringing how Krampus is summoned, why he comes to his house, yada yada yada, tortures his family. Typical horror film, right? There's there's quote unquote a slayer torturing a family. But this one just has to be set in Christmas with Krampus. Um, so check it out. Read up on the legend. Um, have some fun with it. And uh, I think it's just another great alternative to the, the cookie cutter Christmas films. Hmm. And all it's right. on Peacock right now. So it's, okay. a quick, it's a quick watch, like an hour and a half. It's a quick watch. And this is so. the, the 2015 one you said? Yeah, 2015 version. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah, man. Alrighty. Well, uh, got a, before we get to some more movies, uh, you know, you're going to have a lot of people in your house, whatever, yeah. some games and activities, right? So, yeah. um, you know, in my family, we used to do the whole, uh, what's it called, like the white Santa thing where everybody brings a $20 gift and steal it three times and all that crap, right? Oh, yeah, right, yeah. So that's always a, that's always a choice. Um, somebody gets something cool and somebody leaves with some, you know, hand-knitted <laughs> scarves. Right. So never right. a fan. Pers- I mean, I have not been a fan of that in a long time. But uh, one I did see recently that sounded a lot of fun was I was seeing a post from some people talking about how they get uh, like ridiculous gift bags. So the goal is to spend as little as possible. Like everyone gets a uh, huh. like a brown paper sack, you know, like a lunch brown paper sack bag. Yeah. And you just put whatever you want in it, like as cheap as possible. Love it. Minimal, like don't spend any money, random shit, weird as possible as awkward as possible like an old beach boys cassette tape or like a little air freshener whatever you want um and then you just kind of grab one at random right and then open them all up and see what you got so that's a fun activity to consider uh another another game that is kind of a family thing for us uh get togethers is code names okay so they've got like so many versions of it now. You can hop on Amazon or they sell it at Target. And, you know, I think right now it's 12, 15 bucks, 20 bucks. Uh, they've got pictures, Disney, regular. But the the original version, you know, you lay out these cards and they've got words on them. And it's kind of like a matching game, right? Your goal is to get your teammate to pick. You've got a key and it's your your goal is to get your teammate to guess your cards, right? Mm-hmm. With your words without saying those words, you know, simple okay. enough, right? Yeah. But then yeah, yeah. the twist is you can guess more than one at a time. So if you can come up like as the person, the spy master, I think they're called, if you can come up with a way to link several words and you give like a one word clue, you have to give a one word clue. And if you can come up with something that links two or three, then you start to pull ahead, you know? So it it kind of creates like an interesting guessing extra dynamic that you don't normally get in those kind of guessing games, right? That's, that's, that's really cool. I kind of like that because, yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, Hmm. Well, I think we could could play that my family this year because definitely need something. I mean, what I like about it is, I mean, A, it's cheap. You know, the boxes are small. It's easy to take to things. It's easy to buy. You know, you can get it anywhere. It's not one of those, like, crazy niche board games. Um, It's simple. It Like, all you need is just a little table. It doesn't take a lot of space. You can play with two people, or you can... It is, like, a two-person thing. So if you have more than two, you you create teams, which is totally fine. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess you need at least four. I don't know. Look it up. but it's easy to play with a group of different sizes because you can just t- team up and then, uh, you know, it's pretty quick to explain. Like you can explain the game to someone in 30, 60 seconds and they tend or see it played out one time and they get it. And then you're off to the races. And hmm. uh, yeah, it's that nice cool. blend of simple but creative. And it's a good 
good game for families. And they've got one with pictures instead of words. And there's different options out there. That's very cool. So we play a lot of the dice game with Fright Center, with the Weiss mm. family. You know, you get three three one dollar bills, and you know you, you roll the dice and it tells you what to do with your with your dollar. You know, and so that's it's kind of fun, and it's like the last person standing with all the money. You know, gets so gets some money right. in the middle. Like if you run it on dollar bills, it's all in the center. Like it comes down a couple of people, and the one, one holding the last dollar or whatever gets everything in the center too. You play a couple times around, you can make some money. More people, more people to play, the better, and of course, more money. But that's a fun one. It's real easy because you just buy the dice. You just buy the left, right, center dice, and they're like same thing, like ten bucks. So, but cool. Yeah, man. Oh, um, I'm gonna break into a, yeah a little uh, little cocktail because, like I said, we gotta we gotta come up with the appetizers and cocktails for the Weiss family this year, and I'm sure we'll be drinking before my families too. Um, but uh, so yeah, so I've been kind of researching a lot and all that stuff. But before I get to the cocktails, I want to I want to talk about something I got gifted this year that I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, the company's Flaviar, F L A V I A R. But I was gifted one of their whiskey advent calendars this year. Um, I never had been given one of those before. Tried one of these before. Um, but man, has that been enjoyable? Uh, the setup is awesome. It comes with two glasses and a notebook. Uh, every tube. I think it's two, about a two ounce pour, uh, of course. And even every page you turn to uh, for your, your your daily beverage, your daily whiskey you're trying, it has a QR code on it. You scan it, and there's, it goes to the guy's YouTube, and he talks about it. He's kind of more of a professional, like bartender, whiskey enthusiast, and he tells you, like, hey, this is what I smell. This is how I taste, what I feel about it. Hey, it's pretty good, you know, blah, blah, blah. It gives a little history about what's going on. And of course, the booklet does, too. It tells you, hey, these are the flavors in here. You know, we don't all have that refined palate, but, you know, sometimes I catch more of what they're saying, or I can also tell by the ingredients if I'm going to like it or not. But it's been a lot of fun. Uh, like, you know, I'm behind. I'm five days in right now. I haven't had a bad one yet. I definitely have a favorite and, you know, and a least favorite so far. But it's been exciting because it's stuff from all over the world. I had an Australian single malt the other night that was really good. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to try different bottles of things. That I'm like, man, I'm going to look for that. I think I texted you one of them. That's still the reigning champ, by the way. Day one okay. is, still, is still the reigning champ. I had some tight competition last night, but, um, you know, I, I wish I could try them back to back with each other. But uh, anyway, it's been a lot of fun. So if you're ever looking for like a gift for somebody that, you know, maybe you can't go see this year or something like that, that loves whiskey, check out Flaviar. And there's two versions of the calendar. Uh, and I think they kind of change the theme of every year. Uh, but man, that that excited me. Uh, so it's probably something I get every year now. I'm about to buy for myself, but you know, it's not it's not cheap. But uh, it it was a great gift. I really appreciate it. I really have enjoyed it so far, and I'm looking forward to tonight's glass of whiskey. Um, so, but that being said, I'm gonna roll into uh, a cocktail um, real quick that we're looking at making uh, this year. Um, so it just it's basically French seventy five. It's called it's a pomegranate French seventy five. So it gives you that color. Right for the holiday, that uh, and it's just same thing. Um, one and a half ounces of gin. We like to use the Empress gin, this indigo flower because it has that purplish color to it already, so it adds color. One ounce of pomegranate juice, half ounce of simple syrup, um, half ounce of lemon juice, topped with champagne. So, mm. I mean, there's not a lot in this drink, and really, the only difference with the French 75 is, is they put the pomegranate juice in there for color, and it makes it a little bit bigger of a glass. It's a taller cocktail glass than it is just a champagne flute, like a typical French 75.
but you know you garnish it with a sprig uh, and some you know uh, muddled um, pomegranates in the bottom of the glass. It's like how they kind of made it pretty, if you will. So it'd be fun to serve. It has a good flavor to it, a good holiday flavor to it, and it has a good color right for your table. So that's what we're looking at making because it's, it's easy. There's not a lot of ingredients. You don't need a lot. Again, it's kind of like your holiday punch, the champagne based on how much you want to spin of those around you, you know? So yeah. um, that's, that's what we're definitely looking at. I thought it's, that's uh, a lot of fun. Uh, another one I have is a white Christmas batch, batch margarita. Okay. If you, to, if you need to make a bunch, you know, like we talked about Hannah's mom pretty much exclusively drinks tequila. She likes to sip tequila, but she will have a, ta- a margarita. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's it's got a lot in it. It's got a little bit of stuff in it. Um, you got ten ounces of tequila, uh, eight ounces of coconut water, eight ounces coconut milk, eight ounces coconut cream, six ounces coconut rum, and six ounces of coconut syrup. And you can whisk that together. Um, so it has that frothy white, and they topped it with the same kind of uh, sprig of a Christmas tree and um, some cranberries on top. Served in a normal glass over ice, uh, but it fills up a whole like they filled it in a bowl, then transferred it to a pitcher. Like I said, uh, cranberry and rosemary garnish in a glass. It looks real pretty. It looks like a you know, it looks like snow with all that cra- uh, all that coconut in there, right? So that's that's uh, that's a version. I also have a different version of the same winter margarita that maybe not as a little less uh, coconutty, uh, but you, they did they did it with coconut flakes, tequila, triple sec, lime juice, and just coconut cream. So you did add the coconut milk and all that to it. So it's not as heavy, not as thick. Uh, they still do the pomegranates on top with some lime. And then, of course, they dusted the, the edges of the coconut, which you could still go salt or don't rim at all if you wanted to. So there's two versions of a winter margarita. I think the first one, the batch one, that's going to be rather viscous. Uh, but if you're a big coconut person, I mean, probably, probably your jam. For me, the second one would be mine. I'm not a heavy coconut person. But anyway, a couple options for some good holiday cocktails um, for your party uh, to kind of fit everybody that may not just, you know, do the tip. It's not the, not the typical stuff, right? Still have tequila at Christmas. Carefully. Carefully have tequila at <laughs> There you go. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, let's see. Where do we go from here? Uh, let's see. One other, one other quick game that used to be at my... Uh, my larger family gatherings, they used to do this a lot. I don't know if mm-hmm. you ever played Nerds, the card game. Yeah, I played Nerds. So, um, great, great crowd game. Great yeah. game where, as long as you have a big enough table, mind you, mm-hmm. uh, any number of people can play. Basically, the only caveat is every person playing has to have their own individual card deck. Any 52 right. card deck will work. Uh, doesn't matter. As long as they're unique, so you have to yeah, be able to identify right. each person's deck, right? Um, to, right. to take up the score. And so from there, if you're not familiar with it, it's basically like what would you call it? Like multiplayer solitaire, essentially. But yeah, that's a good speed edition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much speed edition. Very much. Um, now we always play Nerds Heads Up. I've never done it with multiple what's, people. What do you mean? What's Nerds Heads Up? I just, man, I think I play it just me and a person going head to head with the cards in the middle. Okay. 
like you each have your own deck though right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah okay I've so seen, my, i've never seen the chaos of more than two people playing nerds so think. like back at i guess we did in several places but my family did a lot no they would have like eight ten twelve people on a table jeez it was insane because the goal of the game is basically like it's it's like solitaire you have your own deck of cards in your hand you have your like a, a 13 card pile with one flipped up and then you have your like working deck which is once again like solitaire right you can play them and just alternate color and number down and but then you have the middle where like everyone's playing off the middle so anyone can put an ace out and then anyone can put the the two on top of that and the three on top of that and if someone if you're going to play something but somebody beats you to it you know tough titties you're you don't get right. to play your card right and so when you've got eight people all just like and then you have your deck in your hand and if you can't play you flip three flip three you know flip it in uh three at a time and you can play that one and the goal of the game is both to go out as quickly as possible from your you know little deck of 13 that you start out with mm-hmm. and then um get as many cards played in the middle as you can because those add up to points for you so it's kind of a go out quick but also get a lot of points right the score yeah 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 and uh yeah it's just it's fun because it's it's very fast it's yeah, absolute fast. chaos uh, it's it's a good it's a good group games good family game yeah um, it's yeah if you don't get too heated too angry at each other yeah just you know google on youtube if you're still a little confused if my explanations weren't yeah. smooth yeah. uh but yeah it's uh if you can play t- uno you can play nerds high well well one's a little more high stakes high stress yeah um, yeah but you know both equal both will have the other people angry at you so there oh, you yeah. go Um, We also do a lot of aggravation, which is basically trouble for adults. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's another fun, simple card game for your holiday get-togethers. What else you got for us? Um, I don't know. uh, Christmas parlay, man. I don't have much else. Yeah, well. uh, I'll wrap up my final picks here. Yeah, so I just wanted to briefly mention, I don't think this is a recommendation, but I did last year watch, uh, wife and I watched Spirited. Uh, okay. came out last year with Will, Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. It's kind of like their version of Scrooge, right? The ghost of Christmas present <laughs> or past or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, it, if you like Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. in a Christmas movie, Mm-hmm. You should watch it, but with okay. the caveat that it, it just felt like on paper everything's amazing, but something was missing, like it never quite clicked. I think I gave it like two and a half stars. Mm. Um, no, so we just, it came out. I remember this, yeah. yeah. This was kind of a middle of the road Christmas dramedy. Um, but if you like, once again, if you like Real Feral and Ryan Reynolds in mm. a Christmas film together, you'll hey. probably have a decent time. Right. But right. don't don't right. expect anything incredible. Yeah, don't expect um, don't expect Elf. You know. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, I try to get a buddy of ours, Garrett, on the podcast today. He couldn't make it, but he did send his encouragement to include a certain film, okay. which I will mention, but I won't support. So he wanted me to mention Eyes Wide Shut as a Christmas film. What? Which? Garrett, 
<laughs> I've heard I've I've heard the arguments. Uh-huh. I've seen I've read the articles. Okay. I'm aware that people recognize it as a Christmas film and the Christmas yeah. themes and Okay. I, I get all the academicness for it. Uh-huh. I don't care. Yeah. No. <laughs> I love the film. I've seen it. It's amazing. Uh, I don't care. I don't want to watch it at Christmas. No. I'll, do, I'll probably rewatch that. That's a film I saw way too young. Like when it came out in theater. <laughs> like a Terminator 2 in theater. We got stuck. You know, like we have friends that worked at the theater at this point in time. And they, they had us... Um, they got to see like a midnight showing up with the employees, and I have no fucking clue what I was watching. Oh my god, yeah. And yeah. how old were you for this? Oh, I'm high school. Oh god, yeah. 16, 17. Yeah. What year know, did that release? I don't even know, but yeah. 99. Yeah, I was 17. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah, probably not. The themes of it probably don't. I mean, there's titillating moments, but it probably doesn't. Yeah, what the film is doing and saying probably doesn't track well when you're seven. My buddy and I left there going, having no fucking clue what we watched. Yeah, yeah. And so. you know, upon viewing a careful viewing, there's uh, it was originally supposed to be, if I recall, uh, shot in like around uh, in New Orleans around Mardi Gras, I think. Ah, okay. And uh, Kubrick wanted to relocate it and do it more around Christmas. And there's some, there are some interesting layered Christmas themes in there. Mm-hmm. Um. Once again, I don't care. Yeah, don't care. <laughs> I'm not Once recommending again. this as my Once pick for Christmas. Again, but there you go, Garrett. I guess pick. Yeah, guess we've pick. mentioned your your movie. Yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna get it defended and supported, you know, show up next time. Yeah, come on, come on, and talk to us. Uh, so my, I'm gonna end with a happy note that okay. still isn't super. Is this family friendly? I don't know. I don't care. We're gonna call. Uh, mm-hmm. Do what you want with your children. It's for National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah. So yeah. the '89 Chevy Chase film, mm-hmm. uh, just just a lot of fun. It's way more slapstick comedy than I ever remembered as a as a kid. But you know, it's a it's a fun Christmas movie that holds up. Arguably, holds up. So. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I still think it's one of the ones you have to watch the holidays. I will I mean, say, like. Upon repeat viewings, you definitely realize the insanity of it. Of like, oh yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. Like, numerous scenes, you're like, wait, how? How did they get the tree out of the ground? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. But you chill out, enjoy it, watch Chevy Chase do his, you know, do his thing, yeah. do his thing, and uh, Beverly D'Angelo does an amazing job in her role and. uh the the cousins are great. Just just another good family craziness holiday film. So oh, family yeah. craziness is over the top. I mean, yeah. it's so quotable. cranked up to eleven. It's so quotable. Like it's one of the most quotable Christmas movies of all time. And just the making of you going back in the story of National Lampoons. And like, yeah, I mean, Chevy Chase maybe coming down in history is a giant asshole tool, but still a great movie. He was funny. Yeah, <laughs> like, he was funny. He had, yeah. he had his moments. Yeah. Uh, the, you can't see the line at all, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> Russ? <laughs> like, Russ? Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie. Yeah. He just. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's streaming. Uh, it looks like it's on Hulu. It's on uh, HBO Max. So it's out there. If you want to see it, check it out. But yeah, it's on and, Max uh, for sure. Yeah. 
And uh, that's uh, the end of my holiday recommendations. All right, cool. If you can't cool, have cool, a good cool. time with those, then yeah, I think gave you. I think they gave you a lot. If you don't, if your movie's not going for you, pause fifteen minutes, go make a couple of those cocktails, drink those down, then try the movie again, and you might enjoy it more. Um, awesome. Well, hey guys, as we know, uh, it's bowl season, college football bowl season. Um, so I've got uh, parlays for Christmas. Um, and for the new year of all the bowl games coming up. Uh, but first off, social media, where you can find my other daily bets is on our TikTok at this week's picks. Um, follow us on Instagram, not real good on Instagram, better on X slash Twitter slash whatever we want to call it these days. Um, Elon Musk's playground. Um, but I'll, uh, we're on actual Twitter, active on TikTok more than anywhere else. So follow us at this week's picks on those. And I think it's this week's picks pod on on Twitter, this is pics Instagram and, and TikTok. Uh, but that's where you find the daily bets that I post up, uh, play most of the times. Uh, but that being said, we always say don't risk a mortgage, especially at Christmas time, on a stupid bet I post here. All right, let's play smart, let's have fun, make it enjoyable, only risk it if you have it, and don't ruin your Christmas by sweating bets. And don't be ruining your time with family, sweating Lithuanian basketball. All right, so. Uh, that being said, it's pretty simple what I have. I'm really just taking most of the Final Four uh, for my picks. You you can find, I'm going to post my 17 pick, parlay pick for bowl games on our TikTok. So look out for that. I'll be posting that this week. Uh, it's dumb. It's so dumb. It's not going to hit. But like $2.50 makes $3,000 if it hits kind of thing. That's how astronomical it is. But anyways, let's go. And do not write me if you don't like these picks. Um, I have Alabama beating Michigan. I'm taking the Texas and Washington over. And the Texas State versus Rice in the serve Pro Bowl, taking that over in that game as well. Um, I also have Alabama clinching the title in a Texas-Alabama rematch. So Alabama is a different team at the beginning of the year. I think they're solid. Michigan wanted Florida State so bad. I think they're mentally fucked. They're going to get Saban. So Alabama to win it all, uh, but you can probably the Alabama, Michigan, Texas, and Washington over, and the Texas State Rice over into three picks. And then uh, Nix's pick for Christmas, her guaranteed lock, is the Texas State Rice over. It's 56 points. Uh, Texas State's averaging like 48 points a game. Uh, and then Rice, you know, it's going to score some. So I'm anticipating a big score there. I'll actually be live at that game, sweating that bet. Uh, so look out for me there in Dallas. Uh, but anyways, that's all I've got, guys, uh, guys and gals, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Jason, thanks for the solid picks this week. I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to try some of those cocktails and some of those games. Definitely go and check out Code Word. Uh, everybody, like, share, subscribe. Tell a friend about this and uh, let them know that you found this movie and where you found it at. Follow us on all things social media. Uh, have a merry holiday, Festivus, Christmas. Happy New Year if we don't hear from you. Uh, we are behind on some episodes. We have some technical difficulties. I'm going to be uploading two episodes this week. So look out for those. Uh, the other one is War. What's it good for? That was a fun one with Jason. One of our favorite war movies. But uh, anyways, guys, appreciate it. Jason, anything else for everybody? Have a good one. Enjoy your holidays. Cheers, y'all.